The Pressman Hour is up next. But first, check out this other show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hey, it's Steph. And Steph. And together, we are Steph's in the City. Come join us on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, where we always see you next Tuesday. The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. Oh my God, it's loud. I am engineering myself tonight in the Pressman Hour podcasting room. And um, this is a very special episode of the Pressman Hour. Angela is not online today, sadly. I'm going to do one-on-one with a guest. Uh, someone I actually don't know very well, but we've had like weird tr- Twitter feuds and stuff like that for no reason. And uh, we have a mutual friend uh, named Kevin Brennan. You guys might know him. Uh, he was on the show, the last show we did. So, um, anyway, I'm going to have a, a talk with Chad Zumach, who I really don't know, and I'm kind of interested in getting to know. You guys might know him. I don't. And I said, why don't you come to the show with me? We'll do a one-on-one. We'll talk and, uh, you know, give you a little extra something-something on the Pressman Hour since you guys have been so wonderful and people are saying, I'm not doing enough Patreon stuff and all that stuff. I don't know what you guys want. Kevin said, well, you just got to put stuff out there, and then they're going to want it. I don't know. I'm not going to put naked pictures. People have written, I'm not sending you naked pictures. I know it's retarded, but I'm not doing naked pictures. Um, so you're going to get um, something. Anyway, uh, I'm going to get Chad on the phone, and I'm going to talk. Because I hate, I, hate engin- you know, I, you know, I hate engineering the show by myself. Anyway, um, but thank you to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and all our Patreons. And without further ado, um, I'm going to bring Chad on. But again, thank you, Patreons. I want to give you more. Tell me what you want. I'll make a video for you tonight. I don't know what you want. And then Kevin's like, well, you got to just put some. I don't know what you guys want. Do you want more videos? Do you want me to see me in like my life? Do you want Angela and I to do something funny? I don't know. I got to think of what to do. But I want to give you something special. Um, you tell me. All right, here we go. Yo. Yo, you are live on the air on the Pressman Hour. How are you, Mr. Chad Zumach? Did I say that correctly? Uh, nailed it. How many podcasts do you have? 1,700,000 million. No, I have two. I have a, well, I have my, this is my main, and I'm doing a new one called The Late Hour, which it's produced by Battle Chats, which will be in a studio, uh, which is starting in, I think, around January. So it'll be celebrity driven. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, working with a guy named Jesse Nash, who's a really funny. Uh, journalist, I uh, I think he, that's what he does, mostly journalism. He's kind of into, like, getting news out there and stuff like that. So it should be interesting. But I'm not producing cool. that. I, don't, I, I didn't create that. The Battle Chess Network did. So, And then I do everyone's podcast. Wh- which one is, was Kevin just on? Mine, this one. Which one was Kevin's just on? Oh, the Pressman oh, okay. Hour. 
But I do it differently. Like sometimes it's just me and Angela in a, in, in like on the phone, you know, like sort of like we're doing. And then sometimes I'm in a, I'll, I'll rent a studio if we have guests, like we had Kevin, and we're in, in two weeks we'll have somebody else. Like th- I do it differently all the time. I I started, you know, in my old apartment. Uh, I used to have like little podcast party every Monday night. Do you have a radio background? Sort of. I guess I do. I sort of do. I guess I was on Stern in like years ago. And then I co-hosted for, like, everybody that, like, left Stern at one point. What were you doing on Stern? I used to do, like, guest appearances. I worked with, really? I, yeah, from the 90s. Like, in the 90s, I did a play, and a lot of the Stern guys were, well, Grillo, Steve Grillo was connected to the play. But then through Steve Grillo, I met every single person that used to work on the show. So yeah. they used to, like, write, and I used to sometimes go on as a guest or do a game for them. And it was, you know, where I just, once I went on by my, as myself, and, uh... It was back like the late '90s, and then well, actually early 2000s, late '90s, around then. That's when I started doing that. But I wasn't really a radio host, and then I co-hosted a show with Revan Bob Levy, like five years ago. I think it's been five years or four years, maybe, on WEMX or something like that. You know, it's so weird the Howard Stern show, the connection it has to so many comics. Like one of the reasons why I'm in stand-up mm-hmm. is because I used to listen to Howard Stern when he was on terrestrial radio with. And Artie would come in with these crazy stories, and I was like, "Dude, I want to do what Artie's doing." Oh, and cool! So that's how I got into stand-up. You mean heroin? Into... You mean heroin? You want to? Do... That's how I started doing heroin. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's how I lost my nose. Oh, right, and now you have to like have a fake one. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's funny because uh, that's when I was I was on Stern. I back when he was on the, the last year or so, he was on Terrestrial. I didn't do serious, but I did when he was on. Uh, Ter- terrestrial and already had no idea. I was on the show like three times. And he had no idea who I was when he saw anyone. I used to do his show. I used to be on Artie's show too. I was his one of his guests every week. Um, yeah, I used to do his direct TV show when he was on when he had right when Nick DiPaolo left. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I'm surprised yeah. we never met. I mean, I it's weird because like I'm like we have a lot of the same friends and and whatnot. And I just I guess you don't live here. Maybe that's why. Well, I did live there for a couple months, and that's how. I got to know a lot of people. Okay. And yeah, but now I live in Los Angeles. I might be moving back. I don't know. It's up in the air. So. Do you like Los yeah, Angeles? We... I mean, have you burned a lot of bridges there already, or are you going to <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I started in L.A. in 2004, so that's one of the reasons why I moved there. I had a connection to the area. And, you know, it's just different. The game's different. This whole media thing's different from when I first started. And there's so many more comics. And I just feel like I blend in better with you guys in New York because – we're real. Shit. We're real. I'm, yeah, you're real. I'm a ball buster. I talk shit, and yeah, you, do. you guys don't get offended. But in L.A., it's a different story. They kind of say clearly. Well, I mean, I did a show in L.A. Uh, I, did, I was in, uh, I was doing a few shows in L.A. Uh, maybe it was like three years ago, and I, I I didn't have a bad experience. But this one guy, he was so skinny. I asked him if he had cancer, and I think the audience didn't like me anymore. But no, actually. That's good. <laughs> But the guy, he looked like he had cancer. Like, he, I couldn't help it. And I could just tell he was a vegan. You know, I just, and, and he didn't have, I could tell, like, he did it to himself, you know, because Ellie had said, You should have said, hey, listen, I, I, I said you look like you have cancer, and that's a compliment. Right, right. They like that there. No, they. it was funny because <laughs> the thing is they actually didn't mind it. They didn't mind it. But people are, they're very odd in L.A. Like, it's a very odd uh, they yeah. They want to laugh. They're very supportive. But they could also be, like, totally pussies. But... It depends on in the crowd. I mean, then you have this very, you know, irreverent crowds too. It depends on what yeah. group you hang with. I am assuming. I blame all this on Kevin Brennan with me because what did I you do? Of... How, how do you know him? Why are you sucking his dick? Explain this to me. I don't get it. 
I'm not sucking his dick. Well, you'd like to, but you're not the only <laughs> no. one. Kevin's fans really want to suck his dick. I, I, I saw, I see that when I, you know, they come to the compound and they, or I mean, when he did Burning Bridges, they come to, you know, uh, his uh, MLC recording. So I, I, I understand it because he's out of his mind. But, you know. Well, yeah. No, I met Kevin a few years back. I always knew who he was just through comedy. Like, right. You started doing stand-up comedy. Kevin Brennan in the '90s, like he was one of the few good good ones out there. So I knew exactly who he was. But I was also friends with his brother Neil. Uh oh. Yeah. So Neil don't mention and I, Neil. They're enemies. Well, uh, we're no longer friends. Me of and course Neil, because not. Because of Kevin. He but, broke you up. He's like, choose he me or Neil. Up. Choose me or Neil. As he, he eats broke his us roll. up and. But I was uh, I was friends with Neil because I, I lived in L.A. And, okay. You know, and I, I used to have a radio show in Cleveland, and he came on, and I opened for him once, and we, uh, which is weird because I've been doing stand-up longer than him. And uh, so I, 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 I saw Kevin go on Jim and Sam. No, it was Opie and Jim at the time. Okay. And, and Jim Florentine's a guy I work with all the time. He's like one of my best friends in comedy. Right. He He's was nice on guy. with Kevin. Oh, it wow. Legend, it was that legendary episode where Kevin came out and just started shitting on everybody. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Including okay. Neil. And I go, and I'm texting Jim. I go, this guy is fucking hilarious. He goes, he's the best. And then I start listening to his podcast, and uh, we were just start exchanging messages on Twitter, and we became friends ever since. Oh, nice. Okay. So you and Kevin are buddy. See, I just met Kevin, like, last year when I did, like, I used to do compound shows all the time. You know, I always do compound shows, and I used to do his show. I like I was, I was did his show to promote Queens of the Compound or something we were producing. And, like, I'm like, I was like, I didn't know what to expect, but then we ended up getting along well. And, and, I, and I met Brian, and now they don't talk. So I had, Yeah, that's yeah. a bad situation. No, so I kind of became, like, uh, Kevin's younger brother. Right. You're Neil. <laughs> You're the next yeah, Neil. I'm, I'm the brother he's never had because I started taking up a lot of Kevin's craziness, and it's, it has not served me well. It's burned a lot of bridges. Well, <laughs> so, maybe that's not such a good idea to burn more bridges than you already burned. I'm trying to back off a little bit. I, I had a rough 2019, so we'll see how this plays out. Why was it rough? What, who, what kind of bridges did you burn? Didn't you oh, do something with, like, Patton Oswalt? Like, you told him he killed his wife or something like that? <laughs> yeah. You think it's uh, that, suspicious? What, what do you think happened there? You think he just fell in love with the girl from the 80s movies? You think I he... think my personal belief, I, I mean, I, I, I think he's somewhat of a Hollywood cuck. I think he kisses, you know. Cause well, come on. It's a... Hollywood. People kiss dick. I mean, let's be honest. You have to kiss a little dick to get ahead in Hollywood. Yeah, but he started out as an alt-punk rock comedian that didn't even play comedy clubs. He was against the system. Now he is the system. So I, w- I got in a Twitter war with him, and he engaged his army of followers onto me. Ooh. And I was going back and forth, and his new wife, she basically tweeted at me from out of nowhere, and I tweeted back at her. Uh-oh. I go, sleep with one eye open, sister. <gasps> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I got, got a little heated, got a little ugly, got a little weird. But, you know, it's interesting. So you, so what happened? So he, I guess they blocked you and all that stuff at the end? Yeah, and it, 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 I was trending in the United States, not just, I was trending because You're of trending. this feud. Okay. Because he, he twisted it where it looked like I made him say, I, you know, he killed his wife. I just made a joke directly at his new wife, and it became bigger than what it was supposed right, to. Right, it was just like a sarcastic joke, but there was some truth to it, maybe. Yeah, and I, at the time, I was, like, featuring for, like, everybody. There's a feature. I'd go on the road with Burt Kreischer, Chris D'Elia, and after that, it, all my work was done. Oh, no. <laughs> Just because you were being an asshole. 
to, yeah. Yeah, I was cool. He was he was being a dick to me too. I was just kind of I was going back and forth with him. And but you hit below the belt or under the uh, or below the grave, as they say. So did as you? Did, well, no one says that but me. But <laughs> <laughs> as they say, so you think that like so like that's interesting. Like your wife dies. I'm just I I just thinking about this. So someone's wife dies, and then like tragically and you know maybe she was maybe they weren't getting along and then she he like falls in love with somebody else which i get but like if i was like the new girl i'd feel weird like if my ex if i had a new boyfriend and his wife just died like yeah within a year i'd be like "Mm, maybe he's not ready (laughs) i will say this this is my personal belief yes it's just a belief um i think he knew she had a drug problem and he just let it go i think he let her I don't think he assisted the suicide or killing it, but I, I think he's probably just like, you know what? She's just let her go. And he probably had the, the crush on the girl. And I don't know. That's just my belief. You I think they already, to... well, I think maybe emotionally, I mean, not to be a, a, a therapist, but mostly he might've been checked out already. So that, so when he, she passed, oh, yeah. like it was like, she was tired. That's my personal belief. Yeah. Like he was tired that, of dealing with a drug problem, and then yeah. But I mean, he wasn't happy she died. It just the relationship was over. Like if I was dating a guy who was like a, an addict, but I couldn't like get rid of him, and then he got rid of himself, maybe that would be yeah. a relief. But I didn't say well, that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Want... No, and that's what probably would happen. And then he he was probably already checked out, and that's why he was already uh, remarried with you know with six months later. Which is fair. I mean, people. I mean, honestly, like I don't know if you've ever dated an addict or somebody like that. It's not fun. And so you kind of like, if you stay with them too long, it could, you know, you, you don't want to become codependent. And then you have to separate from them emotionally before they do kill themselves. Right. So, I mean, whatever. As long as he's happy. <laughs> and you, and you, so, it, yeah, it, it was a lot of those beefs and weird things. And it's just. Like, but you, know, you take it for, like, you, when I went on Kevin's show, you, like, you attacked me. Which I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like, if you don't like me, I don't give a shit. But I don't even know you. I feel right. like a Brooklyn girl. I don't even know you on shit. Like, so I was like, are you doing that to be an asshole? Like, yeah. Okay. Like, I could take <laughs> shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I have skin like, 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 I have a thick skin. Like, I do. I mean, certain things bother me, but I pretty much have a thick skin. You know, in this, you know, I, I'm like a Brooklyn girl. Not that that matters. But I'm saying I, I'm a real Brooklyn, not a hipster Brooklyn girl. And like, so, I mean, I used to have fights with Puerto Ricans in the, in the hallway and stuff in junior high school. So I'm not scared of anyone, but like. Like, I just, I can't, I don't like Twitter stuff because it just, it's like it's stupid and it gets out of hand, too. Yeah. No, I, I started, after that, I started getting addicted to fights and feuds. I didn't have anything, I honestly, I swear to God, I had nothing against you. I just wanted to start shit. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Now we can be friends. So anyway, so, but basically, like, so, like, you get off on that? Like, does that, because I think Kevin really gets angry and, like, it's in his head. Like, I, I you know, I, I, I'm getting to know Kevin and I think he just, like, writes people off and he like gets mad like i can't think for kevin yeah i could say that but like do you do because you're addicted to the, like, the adrenaline of the fight i i think i do it because um i'm not doing i'm doing it less and less ever since my twitter got stolen by this dead rapper what what happened <laughs> this extension uh, it was a long story i remember that guy died yeah he died yeah and uh his fans were attacking uh dina Hasham. That's she's a comedian, for, right? Is that a comedian? Yeah. Yeah, right. For, for okay. a joke she did, and it was just like a harmless joke. And oh, I, I remember that. T- I think I do remember that. Yes, okay. And what what did you yeah. do? I basically jumped in on it, and uh, I said it was me that made the joke, so I took all the heat off of her, and these, like, and all these, they're all kids. 
but there's some tech savvy geek figured out my password and bypass code and stole my Twitter. Stole it. How'd they do that? I don't know, but that's what these kids do now, man. It's just like. Ooh, that's scary it's, shit. It, it's, it's terrifying. And I, 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 ever since then, I go, I'm going to calm down and start shit. So. You got to be careful. I mean, it's, you know, I think Twitter, it's like where you, we used to think it was like just fun. I think there's like, there's a whole new sort of, uh, like, people are taking it more seriously. Does that make sense? Like, where it was just like, oh, we're having fun. We're going to tweet each other. We're going to fight. Now it's become like, it's like it's going into real life and things like that. Yeah. So I think that's a problem. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it's affecting real life, so to speak. Oh, and there was another thing. There's a former friend of mine, this girl I've known for like eight years. A former friend? <laughs> For Oh, yeah, way former. She's okay. our date. It's, it's a whole story. I, and I try not to add any kind of heat to it because um, we got in a big email argument. She posted one side of the argument. Okay. And I got bombarded on Twitter over it because it looks like I was attacking some poor girl. Uh-oh. So ever since then, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this shit. I, I can't handle it. It's like I, I've had fights with like pro-lifers before. And they 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 come after you like 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 they're like swarming like bees. They they they're friends friends friends. You know it's like weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've had fights no, with you... people who, who like don't believe in my right to. Well, it doesn't matter now because I don't have any ovaries left. But anyway, uh, oh. but when I had my no, I have my eggs are dead. But you know, but when I had eggs and I, I you know uh, they were like yeah you know it doesn't matter. I still fight for women's right to choose even though I don't have a choice. <laughs> anymore i fight for ovaries right so uh yeah they, they'll come after you like crazy like yeah. you know certain sides of the fa- you know the social justice worries will do that people do you know very people who are in ca- certain camps on, yeah. on every side of the block will do that you know what's, and, that, what's that what's her name christy mayor Mar- christy mayor Mar- yeah she does uh yeah she hates me spot. too I don't, why i don't know because oh, you were mean I, to her too yeah well, I was just being a, I was being sarcastic, but I don't think she realizes it. She, uh, well, you have to say, well, you don't know us, so you can't be sarcastic to chicks you don't know, Chad. You yeah, are the I most, you were right. the most eligible bachelor in 2011 in Cleveland, or something like that. Oh, I, you're doing research. Yeah, I do research on my guests. What, what yeah. was that? Why were you eligible? As a, did you make a lot of money or something? By the way, that shows you a lot about Cleveland. If I'm the most, I know. I was gonna say that is the worst. <laughs> You're, you're like a, a Cleveland truck. ten and a New York three. I know, I'm just kidding. But no, what is what? What like? How did you get that? What did you do in Cleveland? That made? Did you make a lot of money? Like, did you have a startup? What did, are you like a secret lawyer? Well, what when I I started stand up in 2004, and I used to open for Daniel Tosh. Oh wow! But, so so <laughs> Tosh was two point. Tosh knew I was from Cleveland, so I opened for him. Okay. And, uh, and uh, that day, that that weekend, I was there. The program director from a radio station, a real popular radio station, saw me, and he said he was putting together a radio show, a drive time talk show. Okay. Uh, for uh, at the time it was Clear Channel. Right. So I, I ended up taking it because it was a ridiculous amount of money. It was like, and it was our show was like number one. It was so popular. Just to give you an idea how popular it is. Uh, when Shaq Shaquille O'Neal played for the Cavs. He used to listen to our show, driving to practice, and so he would come and sit in on the show with us because he liked the show. Oh wow, that's great! Yeah, so the show was really popular, and uh, I got really popular mm. within the bubble of Northeast Ohio. Like what does local that mean? Celebrity bullshit. So what does that mean? Like you make appearances, and they pay you to go to a bar and like wave all to people. All of it. All of it. And they give you bottle Absolutely. service and chicks I was getting come over. All of it. Okay. Everything. Wow. Yeah, I was, and um. 
but I was also doing stand-up still. I wouldn't do the road as much, but I would I'd do shows around town and I would sell them out. So Right, like Cayuga Falls and stuff. Yeah, so Cayuga uh, Falls, yeah, uh, funny stop. Funny stop. Yeah, you should play that club. I I've I'll, played it before in 2010 and uh I haven't done it. I, I had a good time, but I got uh, I, I co-headlined with my ex-husband, and we had a really good Who's time. Who's your ex-husband? Uh, Timothy Homiyun. He was in Timothy L.A. Who? He's at Homiyun. He lives in L.A. now. Oh, okay. Uh, we broke up like 2012, but 2010 we I think we were there 2011. So right after we got married, maybe 2011 it was. How and long we, have you married for? Well, I was with him for 10 years, so I met him in 2002, and we got divorced in 2012. <laughs> so as soon as you got married, you got divorced. Like three three years later, yeah, we got divorced. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You no, know, it's okay. I we have, you know what it was like. I think when I look back at it, I mean he's remarried and all that, but we he, we outgrew each other. I think I met him like in my 30s, my early 30s. It's just it's those 10 years were very significant. He was yeah. he was a little bit young. Yeah, we just we were similar. It just didn't work anymore. I don't know. Sometimes things just don't. It wasn't a terrible divorce, thank God, but it was fine. Did, did you leave him for Gino? Yeah, that's what I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew Gino back then. We were all friends. Like he knew Tim. Like we were. Gino's been my friend since that time period because I used to run a room called the Bliss Bar, and Gino liked this this artist called Jonathan Brooke, and I liked her too. And like nobody knew who she was. Like she's not like you know she's kind of like. Cult. Oh, and he likes the gayest music too. Right, and I do too. Oh. Well, I do. But I'm a girl, but anyway, and so we just bonded as as friends, and we weren't best friends, but we were like acquaintances. We worked together a lot. I'd let him do my rooms, and he was new into the city, so and we had like similar friends, I guess. And then you know later on, we dated in like 2015. But that's I lived a- with Gino. For, I lived with Gino for four months. You did. I did. Oh, sorry to hear that. He's very neat. He's not dirt. Like his his room is pretty clean from what I remember, you know. Yeah. He's he's a nice, he's a good I mean, Dino's a nice friend. Like I wouldn't want to date him, but he's fine as a friend, like Yeah. You know. His room might be clean, but his fucking life's a mess. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, he needs to cut down on the the Jameson a little bit, I What's think. What's going on with you and that Alex chick? Why is she attacking you? Gino. <laughs> Well, I think did, I, I don't know her. Like you know, you don't know me. I I mean, I, it wasn't like she doesn't know me. I don't know her. She thinks I want Gino or Gino. I don't know. I don't know her. She's much young. She's like much younger than me, and they dated. Maybe Gino is the most eligible bachelor. Well, I don't think so. But he, I mean, in his head, I'm not fine. He, she just wants. She just rather than taking his her aggression. I I don't like talking about her because I'm not. I don't want to give her attention. But basically, my opinion is. Is that I think rather than attacking the person who's actually hurt her, she attacked me, just because yeah. Gino and I are still friends. I mean, like we had a, we dated, and you know I'm seeing somebody, and like I just I feel like I feel like for some reason the fact that maybe that we are able to be friends and like still hang out and like laugh and do shows together and not have a thing a problem, and also I met my co-host through Gino, so. Angela oh. Riley, who I love to death. So I mean, we we just we're just all friends for a very like a little family almost in a way. Even right. though, you know, sometimes you date people, and he was breaking up. He had broken up with his ex girlfriend, and we just you know it was like we tried it out. I don't think you know it's not like we don't like each other, but I just, it didn't work. That you know, it just wasn't whatever. Right. It just you know, we sometimes you people also commit like we're also do a lot of the same projects together. So it's like it's like people just don't understand like if you're not in the business or if you're right. not like a part of what we do, people don't get it. Like they don't get our right. Twitter wars. They don't get our little things. And I think maybe that's something that we bonded on to just, you know, knowing what like this life is like and stuff. And 
uh, you know, it's a tough life. It's not easy. No, it's, it's not easy. And as it's you very know, difficult. Right. And people don't fucking get it. And they think it's funny when they like start you. But like, you know, the fans could be amazing on Twitter or they could be really horrible. But literally, it's a fucking hard life. Like, I don't no one's paying me to do the press for now. Right. We're half the podcast that we do. Very few right. people getting paid. You know, uh, yes, I'm blessed to get work on the road and stuff and like work in the city, but it doesn't pay a lot in the city. So I have to do a thousand spots to get paid a decent amount. So it's not easy, you know, it's like, and it's also, you get, you know, and then I want to work out in the daytime, but I can't wake up because I'm exhausted, you know? So it's like, I, and I do lectures too on eating disorders and body image and health. So I travel to colleges and do that. So that's a whole nother career that makes me money, but that's hard too, because I have to travel, you know, as well. And, uh, we all can't be Mark. We we all can't be Mark Norman. No, I mean Mark. Look, I mean I like Mark. He's a nice guy. I work with him, and he's he's funny, you know. And he's you know he work. He does work. You know, let me tell you, that guy does work hard. He will do. No, spots. he busts his ass. I was just saying. I was just. Yeah, we can't you know, all be Mark. He Mark's deserves it. Moment right now, so we're you know everyone's you jealous. I don't get see. I don't get jealous of people. Other comedians. I've been in show business. Since I was a kid. See, this my background. I've been doing acting since a little. I was a little kid. And it was very hard as a, you know, I wasn't, my mother didn't let me really do professional stuff, but then I'll audition and then she wouldn't let me do callbacks. So like I auditioned for Annie on Broadway and I got called back and she didn't let me go do it. Or she let me go to one of the callbacks and then I kept getting, I could have actually been on Broadway as a kid and then that didn't happen. So, um, and then I had like eating disorders and all this stuff. And then I, in high school, I didn't care as much. And then college, I went into theater program and then, you know, I struggled and got, you know, to, you know, after you graduate, it's hard. So, yeah. and then I was doing acting and all that stuff. But I just, I got so used to seeing people get ahead, people not get ahead. You know, it's, so I don't get too upset. I mean, I know oh, comics here jealous. Mark. I'm not, I'm not mad at all. He's a friend of mine. I'm, I'm just, he's just having a moment right now. So I'm busting balls. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, he busts his yeah. balls. He's funny. Yeah, I, I like Mark. I mean, he's a, also kind of a nice guy. So I don't think he's a. Yeah. I hate when like big assholes get stuff and then, and they're not funny. That's when I get mad. Or someone who's really not funny, like it took like a lot. Like like Jessica just got a, a big special and she deserved it ten years ago. Sure, you absolutely. know I've watched her work every day of her life do stand up, you know busting her butt, bumping into her. It's like why didn't she get a special ten years ago or 50, when you know when I met her? You know she was already ready for it. And then people right. with half the chops will get a special and be like, what the fuck is going on in this business? Right. You know, and B- Big J finally got a special a couple of months, a year, years ago, and he's great. I just, I don't know. I just see a lot of shit like that that drives me crazy when people that should have gotten specials earlier didn't and stuff. That's all. Well, this, this, this whole, this whole game of stand-up, it's not structured properly. Like in sports, if you're a dynamic athlete and you're amazing, you're going to be able to play. But when you're in stand-up, when you're one of the funniest fucking people ever, Mike, like. Mike Vecchione for another uh, hilarious. Oh, I dude. love Mike Vecchione. Oh my, he's one of my favorite people. Yes, but yes. he was struggling there for a minute. As like, that, no, that dude should have been rewarded for his talent. But he, he's a great writer too, and he's he's a great performer. Yeah, I mean, that's what I don't see. This is when I started. I started in like two thousand two as yeah. a comic, and like like as, when you're an actor, like if you don't get the part, it could be for a million reasons, right? Because yeah. someone else has a better chemistry. Maybe you didn't have a good audition. I mean. You don't look right. You're too old. You're too young. You're too fat. You're too skinny. Whatever it is, it could be a million different reasons. They, the director knows they, they're hiring the best friend. Okay, we get it. But also, comedy could be like that. People like to work with who they know. But with also, but I'm saying after a while, it's like people just. When I started, you had to like be a killer act, like to get ahead. Like you could not just. Right. You couldn't like rest on your laurels. You had to be like 
Like my friend Vanessa Hollingshead is amazingly funny. Like she could do any crowd, literally. I've, I've worked with her a million times. She's been doing this for a long time and she's very funny. And like, and she's, you know, she's gotten stuff, but I'm saying it's like people like her should be rewarded. Like, like when I work with her, I'm like, what are you doing? I can hear everything you're doing. I'm, I'm taking money out oh, of an ATM. Thanks. I hope you're sending it to me. <laughs> Um, I hope it's a lot of money for the, your hookers. Anyway, um, they like it in an envelope. So uh, yeah, so I mean, people aren't getting rewarded, and, and but but also the problem is is that you you had to be a, a you had to be a good act first and foremost. It didn't matter; they wouldn't look at right. you otherwise. Like if you looked at like uh, that Comedy Central show from back in the day, uh, was what, what was it called? I forgot. It was like everyone did like six minutes back then. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, Premium Blend. Premium Blend, right? Thinking coffee. Yeah. I can. I think someone could tell your pin number by the the beeps, Chad. <laughs> it's one two three four. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's some there's some hacker that could literally tell your pin number probably through those beeps. Are you serious? Yes. How do you know? Because it's like a phone. You remember the phone? Burp, 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 you know, when they used to make noises. They have certain tones, and someone could probably analyze the tone of the beep and then know your pin number. But I wouldn't worry. There's no money. Well, in there. well they're gonna take my card. <laughs> That's true, but that's well. Well, I don't. I don't know. It's your pin number. You can give it away. You need to be focused on your craft. I my craft is being a spy, and I think you should be careful. You you uh you got thrown off by my ATM card. You well, it's making be, noise. It's, it's beeping in my fucking ear. It's not professional. Stern wouldn't have gotten. He would have stayed on track. No, he would have asked you, "What the fuck is that beeping?" And then he would have told you that they could steal your pin number. I disagree. I think Stern would be like, kick you out of the studio. If it's putting, if you were on the phone with Stern and you were beeping, he he would have kicked you out of the phone. Yeah, but yeah, but he's uh, you know he's on SiriusXM, not Facebook Messenger. <laughs> well, <laughs> excuse me. I'm just fucking with you. No, I thought you were being very serious. I wish I was on SiriusXM right now. Then you wouldn't be on the ATM machine. I was almost uh, I almost got a job as uh, Godfrey's co-host on SiriusXM, but he got fired too. Why'd he get fired? Why'd he get fired? He was on SiriusXM uh, Urban View, and he <laughs> sorry, and I was his white co-host. Uh, like I'd come in, and they oh Godfrey, I thought, said, I thought you said Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> oh no, God, Godfrey, Black Godfrey. <gasps> oh Black Godfrey, Black Godfrey. Okay, sorry. Oops. But no, Godfrey would always. He that goes way hard in the paint hard. with his, his, his views, and SiriusXM doesn't like that. Don't oh, like, my God. They don't like rocking the boat. I think, uh, I think I, I don't know what happened. Like, uh, John Fugel saying I've done his show a few times, and his old co-host, Frank Conniff, who's a really nice guy, he got fired because I think he was mean to Chris Christie or something. <laughs> or he really? said something about Chris Christie. Yeah, he, no, he said something about Chris Christie, and I think they didn't like it. So they don't like either side. They don't like, I, I think they've gotten weird with view, you know, how people view this. I don't know what's going yeah. on there, but. Everyone's a pussy. People are really, I mean, they, they, I don't know what is going on right now with everything, like the canceling culture, the canceling culture. I, I don't really, I get, I kind of, I think it's called for if someone's really a horrible person, like. Yeah. But I don't think a tweet should cancel you. No, it's not. They got to, they got to learn how to control that. They got to figure out. They cannot let that dictate a guy with two followers, a fake name, and no, you get somebody fired from a job, and it's just like they got to figure out how to maintain that. They got to figure out how to to, to figure out how to uh, not let that happen at all because it's, it's scary. Right. I mean, you know, you know, as your Wikipedia is that you're you're a, a satirist, 
So as a satirist, people have to get the. Is that sat- what it says? I, I, I don't know who made that Wikipedia, but I know I can't change it. Some whoever made it. It's a very big he, page, Chad. He boxed me out. Like, I can't. Like, I can't do any editing because there's so much untruth in there. Like, what's untrue about your Wikipedia page? They make I, you look like a look- celebrity, so I don't know why you'd want to change it. No, because <laughs> there's a bunch of like little things. I I, I I would have to see it. I haven't seen it in a while, so. But there's a couple. Like I didn't. Grow, oh, there, one of them was like Brady Lake. I didn't grow up in Brady Lake. Like it's just like weird shit like that. What, 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 where did you grow up? What's the difference between? I don't know what Brady Lake is. You think anyone gives a fuck if it's Brady Lake or like? I know, but it's just like Shitty it's, Lake. I, like it's, <laughs> I'm just uh, somebody who put it together, and there's like a couple things. I don't know. I'm just like none of this. They didn't. I don't know. It was just weird. I I don't like how someone's telling me what my life was. I know it's creepy, <laughs> right? When they do that. Yeah, yeah. So you grew up. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Kent, Ohio, and uh, by Kent State, is, right? Yes, forty minutes outside of Cleveland, and then okay, yeah. Then I attended Kent State University, and I uh, graduated, and moved to Cleveland, Ohio. That's a big move up. Big, big time. <laughs> what made I'm you move to big. What made you move to Cleveland? It was the big city. Well, I had no. I had a public access TV show that was super popular. It was like when people actually watched TV. It was before podcasts, before internet videos. Right. Okay. So we were kind of like, we had this like cult following and in our crazy minds, we thought we were the next big thing with this show. So we moved up there and my friend, uh, Mike Polk, who's a great comic out of Cleveland. And uh, we moved up there thinking we were going to make it big with a public access TV show. Wow. And then from there we did sketch, we had a sketch group too. Oh, we love those people. Yeah, I got tired of working with other people. So that's why I started doing stand-up. So I moved to LA to make it big in 2004. So you've been, are you in L.A. now? Or, I live in L.A., yeah. Where in L.A., what area? You, let, you don't want to Sherman say. Oaks. Is, that, is it douchey there? No, it's cool. It's in the valley. It's, uh, I, right. uh, uh, you know, since I do the road so much, I wasn't here a lot this year. But I'm trying to make a conscious effort to either, A, stay in L.A. and work in L.A., or, B, move back to New York. I'm trying to figure that out in the month of December. Well, New York, New York where would you live in New York? Would you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to find a place, obviously, but I, I kind of like the vibe better there, and it's just you know. There's less. You can get more spots, and there's a lot more here to do. You know. Yeah, and I like the comics. I like you guys. I like the compound people. I like Kevin's people. You know, and it, it would just be better for me. I think a better fit. So I'm trying to figure that out and the logistics. And Kevin and I are currently in negotiations about doing something with the show. So we'll see how that plays out. Well, if you guys are in negotiations, you won't be friends with him in a couple of months. So. Just that's be the thing. Be prepared. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, it's. It, I know how it will inevitably, inevitably end. So I don't want to. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. It's like Kevin's like that guy that your friends like tell you not to date because they like you know they tell you like oh he did this to his last girlfriend they did that to his other he's like the that in in like the radio world <laughs> with his co-host like yeah he's like uh. Yeah, this co-host, he doesn't speak to that one. That one, they're in, like, a bloody argument. You know, it's like, what happened? But the thing like, is, is I, I get along. I actually get along with him very well, and we kind of like each other, like, People? on a friendship level. Like, right. We've, like, you know, Kevin's, um, uh, deep down, he's a real good dude, and I've had some really good talks with him. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Well, he didn't know Brian. Like, they were only co-hosts. I mean, they worked well together. I thought they were great together, but... Um, you know, they weren't friends first at all. No, Eddie Iff was friends with them, and Eddie Iff goes, hey, my buddy Brian lives out there. You should have him on, and 
that's how that came together. It was a good match, but I don't know how they why they broke up or how. I mean, Brian was going through stuff, I guess, too. Oh, he's in rehab right yeah, now, right? Yeah, he called me before he left. He goes, I'm going to rehab. And uh, I'm like, okay. I was surprised. I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I didn't know it got to that point because he stopped drinking on his own for a while, and then I think he yeah. relapsed, and then he said, oh, I need rehab. So My only problem with Brian is uh, is uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's entertaining on the, uh, the air, but he wants all the accolades of a stand-up comic, and he won't put into work to become a stand-up comic. Like, you know what I'm saying? He wants that lifestyle. He wants to be... In the discussion, I go, but you're not a comic. You, well, he, he never just... claims to be a comedian. I mean, he never claimed it, from what I know. But but he wants all everything that we work for hard for, everything that we do. He wants that, like okay. the accolades. Right. He wants okay. He he wants to be in the discussion of uh, when you're talking about Jim Norton, his name comes up, or if you talk about, uh, you know, whatever comic. But he's not a comic. He's not. He's just some. He's some. Silly, you know what he, he, Brian McCarthy, and I hate to talk shit about him because he's in rehab. Okay. He would be, he's like the office. You hate to talk guy. shit about someone. <laughs> That's a good laugh. Okay. He's like the funny guy at the office. If he, that guy would kill if he worked at like an off, like a sales job or something. Right. He, he's a funny, That's, I mean, he's a nice, he's, a, he's a, generally been a nice guy to me, so I don't. But I get what you're Yeah, he's funny. But that's like, his stage. Right. He's an office. He's, he's a nine to five funny guy. He's not on the stage. Uh, you know, funny bone improv guy. Well, he he's never wrote funny. anything. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he wrote an act, maybe he would be really good at it, but he never did. No, he's terrible. Oh, I, I mean, I saw him host, and he, he's like, and he's like, he could like host a TV show, you know, like a regular, like, hey, like a game show. I think he'd be fine at that, if he, but he can't see, so he wouldn't be able to see the numbers or whatever. <laughs> and it is, it, and the, the pun thing is so bad. I mean, it's just not, it's so dumb. Oh, his. The pun, bad puns. The it's punnies, just, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. It really is. I mean, sometimes it's cheesy and funny, but yeah. I, I mean, it works sometimes. I mean, I love Brian, and I don't wish him anything. I, he's not really a, he isn't a stand-up, and he won't say, he'll never say he is. He's not, more of an entertainer, so to speak, whatever that means. But, like, yeah, he's, like, the funny guy at the office, you know, the funny guy. He needs like, an office job. He needs to work at an office. Well, he's produced stuff like porn. You know, he's done legit things like that. I question his uh, I, everything. He says he wrote the Dos Equis ads. If you Google Brian McCarthy DeSokis, there's no evidence of that. So I question everything about really. Brian well, maybe he worked on the team because you know if you don't, you know they don't give you. Uh, unless you're the head writer. He took writer. advantage of Kevin. He used Kevin to get ahead and get connections. Like he tried to, he tried to get on Jim and Sam through Jim. Like he used Kevin's connections. Well, what I mean, he was his co-host, so you know, he is and, a co-host. Then, of, he was the co-host. Kevin was paying him money. Kevin was paying him actual money to show up to that show. I've never got a dime. For doing that show, but really? Brian was getting money. Yeah, I never got one. Well, I penny. think that I think that was the compound contract. I don't. I mean, the burning bridges that was compound. No, but he was also giving him money through, uh, for Mercer, for the Patreon too. Oh well, that's very generous of Kevin. It's very generous. Yeah, and then he, he stabs him in the back. So oh, I didn't know he. I was like, he just quit. Was that stabbing him in the back or? Yeah, I just I just hope he dies in rehab. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, that's very. I'm kidding. No, I don't think I don't know why he quit. Actually, I don't know what the the cat the straw that broke the Kevin, Kevin fired him because he told him not to go on Bill Schultz's show. Oh right, Bill right, was right. Fucking with Kevin, I remember that. And yeah. Brian just kind of completely ignored him. And Kevin's like, dude, I'm I'm giving you fucking money to do this show. You're my, you know, I brought you into this world. I, I gave you this this platform, and you're you're not going to just honor my, my 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 request not to go on this guy's show. Right, because Bill is trying to take away his Patreon or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I'm Team Kevin. I get, I, get, I get what you're saying. I mean, I remember I'll that I'll always happened. be t- Team Kevin until he, uh, hates he fires you. me. Yeah. Look, this business <laughs> is so fucking hard that 
I don't think people even know what they're do- doing half the time. They're just like they're just trying to like, you know, they're just trying to like stay treading above water, so to speak. I mean, really, I think that's what happens a lot of times. And like, so then like loyalty and all that bullshit sort of just goes out the window for some people. And I'm a loyal dude. I always have I, been. I am and too. It fu- could fuck you over. Believe me, it happened to me. If you I have. know, and it, it, it's not served me well. Like, because there are people. I live in the place where they'll step on your face to get ahead, and your I'm face. Not like they'll that. fucking. Put you under the ground and don't and bury the bodies and not tell your family to get you ahead in L.A. Like Jim, like Jim Florentine's one of my best friends in this business. If if something okay allegedly came out that there was a, I don't know, like a Me Too thing or a domestic thing, and you know, and it made the news, I'm I'm gonna be there for Jim. I'm gonna be there for him. I'm still gonna work on him. I'm still gonna help him. I'm not gonna run away from it. Right. There, but there are people that will turn their backs on him because ooh, Jim's. You know, he's in the Me Too movement or whatever. The Me like Too TJ movement. Miller, as I keep dropping names, he was involved in that Me Too shit. And I, I just, went on, I, I see him all the time. Uh, he does the Greenwich a lot. Uh, he's friends yeah. with... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a nice and guy. Well, yeah. Uh, he's great. And when he when it was going on, I was defending him publicly and all these fucking accused, all these, these Twitter people trying to cancel him were coming after me. So, so like, with this I'm, Me Too thing, it's like, it's very odd... Because it's like there's rape, yes, and there's people who get, you know, and then there's people who are very inappropriate at workplaces. But like, there's like this like gray area in between too with the Me Too movement, which yeah. is is like, all right, really, like it's not, you know, like right. And comics like flirt with each other, like it happens, like yeah. I don't know, like, like anymore. Maybe like I've I, been so desensitized to it. I don't know. I think well, my problem is is. Like, I legitimately rape female comics. Like, that's what I do. I don't hide it. I talk about it. At least it. you're open about it. I'm glad that you, yeah. you know. And I, I'm not trying to, like, <laughs> by the way, that's going to get me canceled. <laughs> like, you just rape them. At, you rape their joke. You basically rape them for their jokes is what you're saying. No, I, I rape their vaginas. Oh, their vaginas. Okay, because I thought you were homosexual. Sorry. Oops, sorry. No. Oopsie. <laughs> Did you really think I was gay? Well, I could, you could have been. I don't know. Shut yeah. up. You, were you like I'm okay? I'm straight. I'm okay. I'm so dick. What's wrong? If being gay would make you that would be good for your career, Chad. I know. I wish. Or I bi. You should doing. come out as bi. That'd be very good. People are like, well, I like both. Like, and then you could be like happy. Dude, I can win over Hollywood in two seconds if I came out gay. I could, I should do it. Or hetero flexible. I was I was on this dating site and people were like, I'm hetero flexible. Like, what the fuck does that mean? You're hetero, but you're fl- what is what does that mean? Your dick goes both ways. I don't understand what that means. I know there's Ugh. bisexual, there's gay, there's straight. I don't know what heteroflexible is. Maybe I'm closed minded, but like, can you, like, bisexual would be like, I like both. I'm old school, dude. I'm, I like, I love vagina. I love football. I love, oh. I love pizza. I love beer. I like, I, I just like, I don't know. That's what I grew I'm up I'm a boy. On. I'm a man. Dude, I'm a, I'm just I a wear dude. blue. <laughs> I'm a dude. I like sports. I like talking shit. Okay, we were like, in, I, okay. I get it. I get it. You're you're the most eligible bachelor of Cleveland in 2011. We get it. We get it. You're like, yeah. but you know, I mean, I'm saying I don't get the whole hetero flexible thing. I don't know what that means. It's I, I I'm confused by it actually. Because it's another dumb term. It's another thing. It's, it's everyone. You know, I don't want to get political because I don't give a shit. Right. But the extreme left is fucking shooting themselves in the foot right now with everything and they're the ones doing all of this 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 is all becoming a a, a thing with new words being in things you can't say and things you can't it's just a fucking mess right now it's stupid like my like my friend i had a family member who had a friend that who who has you know they have young younger kids like they're college age kids and well i guess one is sort of like 
don't know, bilateral was called. You're not not when you're not sure. You're not even. You're like non-gender. <laughs> you have no yeah. gender. You're not trans, but you're the other thing. You're not like gen, whatever you call it. So my Jesus. so she goes, what do I call call her? It, <laughs> like, and then my, yeah. my then then her daughter got really really upset. But what I mean, no, I don't know. It's like that's offensive. You know, you don't want to say he, she, it's it. I don't know. I I don't know. No, it's legit, and you should. You should be able to have a discussion about it. We should be able to talk like this because, you know, like, I, I forgot who has the uh, the joke about Bruce Jenner when he uh, became Caitlyn Jenner. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, he's like, we got to call her Caitlyn now. Okay, can you got, can you give me some time? Because he was Bruce Jenner for 66 years. I need time to process this. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I don't know what to call her or right. him. Just let me figure this out. Let me, as I let go me, and... Right. Just like a family member would have to process if you had a family member. Trans. First of all, at yeah. 66 years old, I don't know why anyone would want to become a woman at 66 years old. Let, let's just be, let's keep it like 100. Like, yeah. it ain't fun. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's hard being a woman post menopause. <laughs> it's not like you're going to like be the hot chicken town, though I think she looks pretty good. I think Caitlin looks pretty, but that's my opinion. I think she looks, I like the way she, I like her style, actually. For a woman at 66, she looks pretty good. Compared yeah, I mean, to I don't know. Yeah. She's no Christy I, I, Brinkley, but yeah. I wouldn't fuck him or her. <laughs> I, not for the story, even. Come on. Not even for the story to say fuck Caitlyn Jenner. Come on, Chad. You've done worse, I'm sure. And how could you cut your dick off? It's so weird. Maybe he didn't cut it. Maybe she didn't cut her dick off. She said she did. Oh, she did? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Really? Yeah, she cut his dick off. She got the surgery. That's a big deal. That's like a that's... major, especially at 66. Just medically speaking, that's a big deal. I love having a dick. Well, when you are, you are what you love. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. I love vagina, but so I, like, you... I like when they. I just like when they work together. Right. So, do you have a? Are you? Do you have a girlfriend now? Do you date people? Do you have tumultuous relationships? I'm trying was, to. The was... audience wants to know who you are. I don't yeah, know if they care, but I, I, no, I mean, they don't give a fuck. The audience nah. <laughs> in my room, my stuffed animals, they, they want to know. Nah, I, I, you know, this this job's so hard. It's so isolated. It's so weird. I travel so much, so it's hard for a girl to really understand. I was just. What do you mean? Girl, you, you don't. They don't. They don't. They don't get it. You know, they, they, get they it. think they do, and then when the reality of the situation kicks in, like, oh, let's go to this thing on Friday. I'm like, now nah, I'm in. I'm in Tampa. They're like, what do you mean you're in Tampa? I'm like, I gotta go to work. That's what I do. Do so, you ever bring the girl with you? Yeah, that's never good because they think they're on vacation and I'm there working. Oh, well. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's go to this museum. I'm like, we're in Omaha. There's nothing to see. <laughs> like, I mean, it's... the most you do is like go to like some restaurant in the day. That's what I do yeah. and swim if there's a pool. But then I mess my hair up, so I don't want to do that for the show. And then I'm going to be too tired. Then if we have two shows on a Saturday, that's too much. I can't. But you also know like the whole day is a process. It's part of the gig. Like you're thinking about your show. You're coming up with ideas. Right. You don't and... want. Yeah, you don't want to drive too far away if the car breaks down. If you like, you know, you yeah. So, yeah, it's not just the show at night. The whole day is preparing for that show that evening. So it's hard to like spend time with somebody when I need some time to myself. Well, the, the, and you don't find women don't they can't be on their own. Like I like when, when I go on the road. Like if I, you know, I'll like walk around a town by myself. Like I don't mind being alone. Like. Like if I had a boyfriend or something. Like when I used to date my when I was married to my ex husband, or we when we were dating, we both we'd go on the road a lot together. But he just would sleep the whole day, so it would drive me crazy. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, we do stuff together, like we eat, or I just I I like to be alone too, so it wouldn't it doesn't bother me. Like I get it, right? Like, yeah. So I mean, yes, like I don't people. I guess when you're with somebody, they don't really get it. They're like, let's go swimming. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was just seeing this girl, and she she, you know how when you first meet somebody, they you're, you're selling each other, and, and I was sold. Okay, She's cool as fuck. What did uh, she do? What she, kind of type of work did she, what field was she in? Like normal, um, she, like a normal person job. Yeah, she did, did some stuff. She worked at a hospital. It's uh, her title is boring. Anyways, so <laughs> she was like administrative kind of job or something. In a uh, it was no, it was it was actually a pretty good job. Okay, I what she did. She right. told she, me a million. She made times good money and, just, and she had a good job. Okay, she did, and she's a pretty girl. Pretty. Okay. She flew, and uh, we put, made this plan, and she was gonna fly out to Vegas because I was at the Laugh Factory all week. In those Vegas shows, you do two shows a night, Monday through Monday, and. The second day, we were already fighting. About what? Like, this, like about what? Um, going somewhere, and she just brought some stuff up, uh, some stuff I said, and I go, and I and she was just flying out the next day. I oh, swear wow. to God, I said, I, I, I go, you know what? I don't want this drama. I'm leaving, and I will talk to you later. And I didn't see her ever again. <laughs> really? What did she? Really interesting. So you, she, what kind of stuff? Like she was upset with you about something. Yeah, she brought up some th- some situation that happened. I, I don't want to get into it. Okay. Do you think and you deserved it? No. Okay. She's she wanted asking. to nag. She just wanted to nag me. And how and late? How right, long were you dating it was her right for? Right at the end of the at the end of the night when we were about to have sex, and she like just oh, ruined the God. evening. God, that's like like it was just like we didn't even get to have sex. So I'm like, what, what, what are we doing? This is stupid. This is dumb. And Why how are we long were you right dating now? for her? Dating her for? Uh, it wasn't that long. It was probably like a month. Oh wow! You're already nagging at a month. Yeah, well, that's what it was. She sold me a bill of goods. I, I, I bought her hook, line, and sinker, and then she showed her her true side, and I said, you're gone. You're gone. Oh, interesting. If you start giving me problems, you're gone. Bounce. Really? Yeah, so she gave... and I hope it gets back to her. I hope you're listening to this. She's not listening. She doesn't give a shit. She yeah. might be going through all my shit. Do you, now, when you, like, do you think she listens? Like, Do you think there are girls that you've dated that listen to everything you do and stuff? I don't know. As research prior to meeting you or or during your, like in the beginning of your dating? I think maybe in the beginning, but when it ends, I think they're done. <laughs> they're like, no, nah, I don't care what show he's been on. But right. I think they, they probably listen to some podcasts. Oh, he did a show. And... Oh, wow. Look at that set. Oh, he did the Kevin Brennan rose. That's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> not to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get laughs. I'm just kidding. Can I can I talk about that roast? Real sure, quick? let's talk about the Kevin Brennan roast, the roast of Kevin Brennan. I got jumped, you got jumped. I was yeah. You actually kind of t- you actually took some of the storyline off of me. Thank God. I well so yeah first, I know <laughs> that was a fun first, so that was a fun all, roast uh, until it wasn't. But it was, first of all, it's edited. It's online now. Okay. And, and Kevin just said this on his podcast. They went through and edited everyone's set. This is from Kevin's mouth, just to speed it along. And if there were some dead parts, except mine. Except mine. They really? Sweet mine at all? Yeah. Oh Kevin no. Kevin said it on a show. So what happened was, is I, I, I got there, you know, and I had all these jokes. Okay. And I went like seven, and by the time I got up there, like my first five jokes have already been done. Oh uh, wow. So well, where are they? Maybe like, you should do them here. So we, do you remember them? Uh, not offhand. Well, um, if you remember them, then you could do them on the show, and then we could air it, and they'll be like, "This so, is the jokes you all missed." So I. I one of them was my first joke about Aaron Berg, and somebody had already did it. I'm like, God. So I come up there, and I had a, I had a sound cue. I, I wanted them to play the Chappelle Show theme song. 
Okay. And the guy fucked it up, so everyone was kind of thrown off with it, including me. And then I came out, my first two jokes, like, bombed. And I wow. got in my head, I'm like, they, like, bombed completely. I got nothing. And then Aaron Bird just started yelling and heckling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, it's cool. You're busting balls. And then I started getting a little bit more momentum. And then I got lost in my, I, 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 like, I, I, lo- I got lost in my jokes. Really? Yeah. So it was like, and then as I'm shuffling through my jokes, they start chanting uh, laugh, uh, Taffy Jaffy or whatever. And it just, that throws me off because I didn't know she was there. Oh, she was there. Yeah. And it was fucking with my head. I was like, are they, are are they calling me Taffy? Like, so I'm thinking about that. Like, how do you combat a heckle? Like, like, is that a heckle? Like, I don't know. Like, how do you? Yeah, it was scary. Scary. I know. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. So that's why it went as horrible as it did. That happens. So, but it was funny. It's like, that's just a roast. I wrote those jokes for that day. That's not my stand-up. I'm a... It's a completely different animal. Roasting. Right. I don't. I don't actually like roasting. I don't do roasts. I don't. I don't. I don't even like it. I, I don't. I mean, I've have done some. I just, I don't even want to write for them. It's too too much energy. See, I write for roasts all the time. I I've written for Jeff Ross. Oh really? Roast. Nikki Glaser. I wrote for. Oh, that's awesome. So I like I like writing roast jokes, but I just I, I you know you got to be really prepared for that shit. You should I, ask I, I wish Nikki was... Glaser to help you write the Kevin Brennan roast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure she's jumping all over that. Great. Jeff Ross. Yeah, they're 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 Ross. lining up the right. No, but my thing is, is if you do those, you got to be prepared and you got to be ready, and you got like that Tom Cassidy. I think he's a piece of shit, but he was. You can tell that motherfucker yeah. prepared. Like he right. He busted his ass and prepared. I didn't put that much preparation in there. I, I didn't have one joke about Tom Cassidy because I don't know him. I don't. I, I don't know yeah, anything I about haven't him. Seen him in a long time. Yeah. And I, I don't. Mean. I don't want to. I don't even want to Google Tom Cassidy. That's how uninteresting he is to me. Well, you don't have to roast everybody on the panel. You just got to roast, like, five people, you know. Yeah, but that guy had, like, 95 jokes on me. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I barely know you. Did you roast? You could roast a Gino. We know him. Did you roast Gino at all? I don't remember. I, I, dude, I, I lost the page oh, with Gino, Gino jokes. I, I Those are so easy. Jokes. He's the easiest one out of everybody. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. Oh, I do remember one joke I wrote uh, about Gino that I, did, I forgot. I go, right. uh... I go, uh, Gino, uh, Gino's liver is so black and bloated, Jim Florentine tried to fuck it. Oh, that's funny. Because of uh, Robin Quivers. Oh, right, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 I forgot about that. I forgot but about that. But then Jim canceled the roast, so I couldn't tell that. Oh, that sucks. I, I once, Me and Gino once did a roast battle at the stand years ago, and my, one of my jokes was, Gino's hair is like his asshole, greased up and full of cum. Ah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, it didn't come off funny for me. I, we had a bad roast. Like, Gino and I didn't have a very good roast for some reason. It was like, it yeah. just didn't work. It was like years but they, ago. But at the end of the day, it just becomes that story. And it's just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take, the, I'm the heel. I'll take it. I'm fine. Right. It didn't hurt your career or anything, did it? No, but it's just people bust my balls online. And I'm just like, dude, I don't give a fuck. At least you didn't get drunk and fall off a stool and then jump somebody. So maybe, you know, that saved us. Yeah, then have, uh, yeah, some, yeah, some crazy girl try to kill you. I mean, that was, yeah, that was weird because, like, I was having such a good time with my friends and stuff, and it was just like, I wasn't even talking to, and, you know, it was like, yeah. Gino. it's like, it was like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> it's like. And, like, the guys we fucked, like, I don't, I know Corinne a little bit, but I don't know the, uh, what the Christ- Christina. Yeah, Christine. Uh, yeah, she was on it. So yeah, they were on it, I too. didn't write anything about them. I, I think I called them Pennsylvania Sevens at one point. Right. Uh, but, funny, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was it was hard to write for it, like because I didn't know a lot of the people. And Patty, 
she's the nicest. I don't know. She's so funny, Patty. She's so she's funny. Great. Yeah. She was really good. Like she's one of those people that've been around when I was started out back in the two, early 2000s and she was like a major headliner, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, at least in like the club scene and stuff. And she she's still like totally like she's solid. Like I she can work anywhere. Like she's a very very talented funny comic. And I you know, it's like she, you know, she should have a special. She'd be great. You know. I agree. I, I think Patty's very good, and I, I, I definitely say her praises to everyone. And so are you, Stacy. Oh, thank you. You're so gen- You're so nice. See? See, well, we get along. We are. I know. We're friends. I mean, I, I, I told Angela, I said, I'm going to do a one-on-one with, with, uh, with chat. I, I like to do one-on-one sometimes because I can really talk to people. I mean, I can't with Angela. I love her to death. But it's like, you know, I just could really, uh, you know, just to get to know people. Because I don't know you, and I'm like, let's do it on the podcast. Why the fuck not, you know? Yeah, I think the, the the only time we talked was that night of the roast at the stand. Right, and we had time. a nice conversation. I think it was was yeah. it before the before, and then we went drinking with Kumia, and he. Oh, I know. No, no, I gave you my number, and right, I we connected. Yeah, I think we connected, and I could never for some reason we I couldn't meet up with you guys. Yeah, and then we well that ended up being a, actually we had a nice talk, you know everyone we had to end up having fun, and then. Uh, me and Amory and I think some other people went out drinking with Anthony and that was fun. And we talked and, and then, and then like everything seemed better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We just got drunk and then Amory live and I live near each other and Amory Castillo was just a comedian. And then let the next morning E-Rock's like, can you come in? <laughs> Anthony called it sick because, you know, so we had a, it was Landau and all of us. We just sort of like did the show. Cause I think Kumia really got sick really badly. So yeah, I think I, yeah. Cause I remember hearing about that. Yeah. He was hung over, but it was fun. Hung I mean, over. It, it, but it was nice because like, you know, we had after that whole jumping thing, like he didn't even know what happened until afterwards. It's like, it, like some people didn't even realize how bad it was and it was how crazy it got, you know, but it ruined like a lot of people's nights. It did. I mean, it was supposed yeah. to be a night for Kevin too. So it was like, Lucky he didn't see it. It just was like, whatever. It just ends up being fine. And we all had, we all got to meet you and stuff. And that we, we were, now we're sad about that. But I'm kidding. Yeah. So I'll see what's, what happens with me. Like if uh, me and Kevin can work something out. But uh, yeah, as of right now. You were so mean to Stancil on. Why were you so mean to Stancil on the fucking. Uh, Again, I'm just being a dick. Oh, don't be a dick. Don't. (laughs) He's not a comedian. They were fine. Like they're not comedians. They're like. Stancil takes. Sansel constantly takes jabs at me, so I decided oh, to do that to him. Okay, we'll make up with him. So he's always, I met him at the roast, and he was nice. He's like, dude, you know I'm just fucking around, blah, blah, blah. Those guys are just... so nice. I love those cucks. Mead, Stansel, they are such good people, like Torelli. Yeah. Um, he's always taking jabs, so I, yeah. thought, I thought I'd take a jab at him. At like The funny thing is, as I didn't even listen to the episode. I just went ahead and. Oh, it. well, tell him that, because it was a big deal no, for I, those guys. I ended up listening to it. But there, I mean, there was a big deal for me. I mean, it's a big deal to be on Kevin's show, obviously. But, like, for those guys, they're, like, they're big, huge fans. And me, you know, they're really nice guys. And they're, to them, they're not like us, the way they just do podcasts all the time. They don't. It's a big deal yeah. for them to do a show like that. Well, maybe so. he'll listen to this, and I don't have to say anything, because I don't all feel right. like it. Okay. <laughs> because, I mean, those guys have been really, they're just super good. I, I just met them, like, this year, and they've been really cool. They come yeah. to a lot of our shows and that's i mean that's really important like they support the live stand-up which is also that's why i think we do these podcasts to sort of like also draw live stand-up and uh create a bigger fan base i, I yeah, think that's, that's exactly why we do them we don't do them because we like we want to i mean we you know we do want to but it, it it exercises the right muscles and it also gets hopefully if we they like the the podcast they'll come to shows but that's 
you know, that does happen sometimes, you know. No, I think, ha- I think people will listen to this because, all, all, like, all, we have a lot of the similar worlds. Like, right. Like, all kind of, yeah, so. Yeah, and I think people want to yeah. get to, they don't know who you are. Like, they just think you're, like, this dick on Twitter that likes Kevin. Like, they don't know that you're, like, a real <laughs> night person. They don't see you as a human being. They see you as Zumach, the, the Twitter. A, yeah. The eligible bachelor of Cleveland. They don't know that you're, like, a human being with feelings and emotions. By the way, if, when, when you when you brought that up, I completely forgot. I would have forgot about that for the rest of my life if you didn't bring it up. Like, did you get laid a lot when that happened, or don't give a shit? Were you like, like a local? There's a local magazine called Cleveland Magazine. Did you it's take like a sexy a, pic? Do you take, take sexy pictures of yourself? And like, they oh. tried to, but I. I, I just, <laughs> and underwear and it, stuff. No, no, I'm wearing just clothes. It, it's, they do an issue every year. It's like the top eligible bachelors in Cleveland, and I was one of. Wow, and LeBron James yeah. at the time was he? <laughs> no, he was actually in South Beach. Oh wow! So he was in Miami. So who was who was your competition? Who were the other eligible bachelors? Other people like I don't. They, they they every year it's someone different. I don't know. I it's just they dominate you. It was it was silly. And, wow, you know, that's funny. it was fun though. I had a I had a good year of uh, going out with ladies. It was a good time. Wow, and that they now. So how are the ladies treating you now after that breakup with the girl when you? That you ghost that ghosted you? Nothing, because I, I don't put any work into it. Like I put zero work into. Right. Like I just, I'm, I'm ex- I, I just don't have time. I just, I'm. You're I all about the wanna... career. Are you just all about your career now? Yeah, dude. I'm in my 40s now, man. It's, well, it's like yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta do this. Right. If you, you know? don't do the it now, I... no one's gonna fuck you if you're a broke 50 year old. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, I think going into 2020, I'm completely focused on my career, and that's it. Really. I have to be. You don't want to, yeah. You don't want to marry rich. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, if I could just marry rich, that'd be great. Uh Uh-huh. Instead of focusing on my career. Right. (laughs) There are some men that do that. They get sugar mamas, and they they try to marry up. Yeah. Well, ladies do that, too. Yeah, no, ladies, like, like, but there are guys that, I mean, yes, women do that. That's common for women, but for men, you don't hear about it too often. Yeah, I know uh, a friend of mine, I won't mention his name, but he did that. Oh, really? Yeah, there, there's a big-time comic guy. I won't name his name. I'll tell you off air. Okay. He Ooh. did it. Really? And did, yeah. Like, do you marry, like, a movie star, or do you marry, like, a business person? Um, Somebody in the industry, let's just say that. Oh, and it did it help him? Uh, oh, yeah, it helped him. Really? Yeah. Sexy. Yeah, it's uh. Is she are they, are they compatible or it just they just happen to meet and like? I, I don't know their their situation. Mm-hmm. So I will definitely let you know. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug? We're at the hour mark That's now. One. Um, so when are you coming back to town? Okay. What are you in the outburger? What are you doing now? What's that? Are you in the in and out burger? What are you doing? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was just I'm multi. I'm podcasting and multitasking. Okay, I know because you're very busy, and, and it's early. It's early there too, right? It's like much earlier there. Um, so anyway, so give your plugs and all that crap. So we, we're at the Pressman Hour hour. Pressman Hour. We did hour. an hour in two minutes, according to my. Ooh. Yeah. Look at you. Um, this went by Dane, fast. Danecook.com. Danecook. What happened? Is Dane Cook alive still? Did he die? Yeah, he's fine. Okay. I, I see him from okay, time to time. Sure. He's, I'm, was a he's, joke. He has a tw- he has a twenty year old girlfriend. That's good. That's compatibility. Um, twenty year old pussy. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's just my name. Uh, hit up my YouTube, which is Adventures in Argyle. I'm trying to build that thing. What just get subscribed. You fucking assholes. It's free. Adventures YouTube. in Argyle? People don't know yeah, how to YouTube spell Argyle. You know people don't know how to spell Argyle, Chad. Google it. It's all my... I put up videos. I got my podcast, Sit Down Zumok. New episode every Tuesday. Subscribe to that. It's free. You fucks. I don't know why I'm why you Why are you being so angry? You want people to subscribe, but you're calling them fucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, 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 a, it's a... You fucks! It's a psychological twist. I'm trying to, like... I, I want them to be compelled to do that. So, uh, what is Adventures in Argyle? Like, do you wear Argyle sweaters? I, 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 I used to wear a sweater vest all the time, and it Ugh. was the second... It was the name of my second album. Why did you wear sweater vests? That's so douchey. It, it's a long story. That's another Pressman hour. Okay. I don't, I, yeah. I, I did this guy with a sweater vest. This is like a few years ago. Well, I saw a picture of him in a sweater. We were dating, and then he had a picture of a sweater vest, and I was like, ugh, I can't fuck this guy again. But yeah. it's not a very sexy look. It's like good if you're like 76. I, um, and living I in quit like, wearing them because I know you don't like them. Thanks, Chad. I appreciate that. Yeah. I do anything for you. Thank you. That's what my that's what But my, I won't do that. That's what my submissives always say. <laughs> well, this is so much fun. I'm so glad we talked in like a real life. I even know we're on the air. But uh when are you you coming back to New York soon? It, it might be permanent. We'll see. Wow, we might get Zoom app permanently, guys. So be prepared. Uh check out Adventures in Argyle on YouTube. Uh sit down Zumok. Z U M O C K. Did I say it right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, this has been the Pressman Hour. Thank you, Chad, so much. I'm going to hang up on you so I can play the song. And okay. uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, the Patreons, all 15 of you. Thank you, Jim Stencil. Uh, yeah. And, and, and he apologizes to you, Stan- Stancil. And I'm not uh, mean. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, all right. Stancil Research. Yes, exactly. So everyone, send you love, love prayers, and uh, have a good God Thanksgiving. Bless. God bless. Godspeed, Bye. as they say. Bye. All right. We had a, a Zumac talk, guys. There's apologies to uh, Jim Stancil for his obnoxiousness on Twitter. So I hope Jim's hearing this. Uh, it wasn't a big deal, but, you know, you know, you don't have to be. It doesn't take a lot to be nice. But Chad didn't want to be nice, but now he was nice. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Pressman Hour. Stacy and Chad were on the phone today, and I'm missing Angela. Check out Jersey Fresh in Vineland on January 4th. It'll be Gino Bisconti hosting Larry Bea, me, uh, and uh, Shane Gillis, who is uh, a victim of the cancel culture. But it's a very, very funny comic, and so go see us at in Vineland. Uh, check out the poster. I think it's in Savoy, Murray, something like that. It's called something like that. Anyway, guys, I love you. Uh, I'm going to put something for the Patreons, and uh, I don't know what, but I will. I'll put something on the Patreons for everybody because you guys deserve the best. You really do. And uh, I'm sorry that I've been not great at putting this stuff on, uh, but I'll put something on me. I'll put it on a video tonight. I'll do something fun. Okay, love you.